broadcasting live from Business Radio X. It's time for Coach the Coach. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Broadcasting live on the Business Radio X network. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic show. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast founder and CEO with Kairos Action Group, Jorge Cortillo. How are you, sir? I am doing great. How about yourself? We are doing well. Now, Jorge, before we get too far into things, can you share a little bit about uh, Kairos Action Group? How are you serving folks? Yes. So Kairos Action Group is basically a, a, a conglomerate, a, a group of uh, coaches, executive coaches, uh, life coaches, uh, individuals that help others basically maximize uh, their abilities to establish balance in life. Um, a lot of people are struggling nowadays with balance. Uh, struggling with how to make uh, the best out of each area of their lives. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of uh, business coaches out there, a lot of individuals that focus on one specific area. Uh, we make sure that we cater to uh, the four, what we call the four main domains of, of life, which is uh, career, health, education, and family. And so our, our coaches, for our company, we, we cater to those areas for enhancing people's lives. Now, um, how did you get into coaching? Were you always a coach? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think it would be kind of kind of crazy to say that anybody's born a coach, but I can say this. Um, I have uh, 17 years of active duty military experience. Uh, during that time, as an enlisted leader, um, I was able to to develop the skills that eventually took me to to coaching. So uh, leading teams, leading organizational change, leading change in people's lives, uh, and in my own, starting with my own, um, I was able to actually find the, the realm, the world of coaching uh, over a decade ago. And then uh, in recent years, I have basically put, taken all those, those years into account. Um, I have developed uh, my own methodology that it is what Cairo's action group uh, uses to develop individuals. Now, what do you think that the military does better in regards to coaching than maybe uh, civilian business organizations? Well, I, I, I'm not sure if, if I would call it better, but different in the sense that of what, what is involved in, in, uh, in service in itself, what we ask of people. Uh, who are in military service. So the, the areas of life that are involved in, in, uh, in, in that aspect, when we're talking about military professionals, it is, it is so, so much more profound because of the duties that some of us uh, have to engage in. So it's different. Uh, the expectation of what a well-rounded individual is, uh, is different. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't say necessarily better. I think that there's a lot of applications in the, in the civilian sector that are applicable to both uh, military and uh, civilians. So it, it is all about what the individual needs and what their environment is. But in the military, they're able to convey that that bigger why, that this is more important than you as an individual, that the mission is, is large and it's worthwhile. Um, right. Do you find that in civilian life that that's difficult for some organizations to really get their people to believe that? 
Well, I, I think that the whole person concept and the development of the individual, like I said, in the four domains that, that we approach, um, it is not a matter of, of opinion itself in the sense that it'll quickly show through whenever somebody is lacking in a specific area. I know many people that um, are successful in their careers, for example, at the expense of other areas, right? And uh, I've seen that both in and outside of the military. You might have somebody who has a very successful career, gets promoted, and uh, family life is in shambles, or their health has suffered because of that singular focus in that area. Um, and you can say the same thing for all the other three domains. You might have somebody who is physically, mentally fit, but maybe hasn't developed their career or their way of earning money in a way that benefits them most. So, um, so, so, so I think that it's not a matter of of making people understand that. I think we all understand it. It is a matter of how much, how invested our employers are going to be in ensuring that they have the most well-rounded individuals that ultimately turns into usually more revenue and better employee satisfaction. Now in your work, do you spend your time uh, coaching in person or is it done virtually over the phone or Skype or video? So mostly over the phone uh, due to the fact that I am uh, geographically separated from most of my clients. My uh, uh, coaches uh, under our practice, we are, are usually traveling all over the world. So uh, it happens normally over the phone, uh, Zoom or video meetings, uh, but whenever possible. If we have clients that are that are geographically uh, near us, uh, we definitely, there's no, there's no substitute to face-to-face meetings. Um, and that also depends on what the client wants and needs. If the client wants that kind of engagement, that can definitely be arranged. Now, when you're working with a client, are they hiring you for your uh, serving the their company, or are they hiring them, you to help them as an individual? Both. So uh, it can be for group coaching or organizational development, team development, leadership development, where we are talking to middle management, uh, higher management, C-suite uh, executives. Uh, but it can also be one-on-one. It can be where... We're working with only, you know, specifically one-on-one with individuals within a company or uh, individuals, uh, self-employed, freelancers, individuals who reach out to us on one-on-one coaching. So uh, everything from the corporate to the individual, from group to one-on-one. Now, uh, the name of your firm is Kairos Action Group. Is there um, some significance to the word Kairos? Most definitely. So Kairos um, is, uh, it comes from, from Greek and it is basically like a counterpart of Kronos, what we know as Kronos time. So Kronos is chronological time. It is linear time that we measure in hours, days, and years. Uh, Kairos time, however, if, if, if Kronos was a timeline that runs uh, horizontally, Kairos is a timeline that runs vertically to that meaning it is a point in time. It is a moment in time, and Cairo is being defined as the opportune time or the best time, the right time to do something. Uh, we decided to, to name the, the company in that way because most people, when they're talking about self-development, they say, uh, well, I'm going to do it someday. One day I'm going to get there. 
And uh, someday, as we all know, someday is the busiest day on the calendar because everybody says talks about someday, but really the time is now. And so Cairo's time is that opportune time, that, that right time to, to make change happen. When, when something that the decision that we make in a few seconds or a few minutes can define chronological time for the future. And that, so that's the significance behind the, the name. Now, uh, what are the symptoms that a person is having? Like, what are they struggling with where um, the solution is to call Kairos? Well, usually whenever you call a coach, you're, you're, you're having some pain points in life, some areas of development that maybe you aren't aware that need to, to change, but have either been unsuccessful or don't have the tools or the knowledge to be able to attack them. Uh, but most of what we deal with, most of what we see, uh, is dealing with um, limiting beliefs and limiting factors, right? So these are individuals, these are people who are high achievers, they are self-starters, they want to improve. Um, however, they might be unaware of some, some things that are limiting beliefs, not necessarily uh, realities, but things that are self-imposed. And then, then there's the limiting factors. What are some things that maybe situations, people, or places that we meet, need to move away from in order to effectuate change? So these are individuals who are looking to see, they're looking for a formula, they're looking for a formula for change. And so we help them discover what are those limiting factors and limiting beliefs. And then from there, we develop a, a plan together that is actionable, a, a plan with that, that is measurable. Um, that that can uh, that, that that we can see results over time. Now, when you're working uh, with your clients, are you seeing that um, certain generations are more open to coaching than others? Like, is this a baby boomer thing, or are the millennials open for coaching, or does or do you get your clients kind of equally amongst all the different generations that are currently in the workforce? Yes. So I I I don't think so. I I think. I think in, in my experience, I can speak for, for, for myself, in my experience, I haven't really seen a difference in coachability across the generations. Um, I have uh, coached individuals who are in their, in their golden years. I have coached individuals who are uh, in college, uh, who are you know fresh out of high school. Um, so, and, and the coaches in, in, my, in my practice and the, my, my colleagues, everybody agrees that uh, really, the separation then becomes about the coach's preference. There are coaches that prefer to coach a certain age group, but uh, any human being who is wanting to improve, which I would venture to say would be all of us, everybody wants to be better, um, everybody's coachable as long as they are willing to explore the ways of getting better. Now, do you find that to be true, that everybody's coachable? Most definitely. Everybody's coachable if they allow themselves to be. They have to want to change. Uh, and, and that's at any age also. Uh, there can be somebody who is an entrenched thinking. They believe that they know the answers to everything. And then one day they can make the decision that, hey, I don't know everything and I, I need help. And that person at that moment becomes coachable. Now, is the road going to be longer for some individuals than others? Sure, that's possible. But uh, the human mind, the human brain... Uh, it's designed, it's for change, right? Uh, we, we are designed to learn. We are learners, uh, whether we want to admit it or not. So I think that everybody, once they made a decision that they want to improve, 
that at that moment, that person becomes coachable. It's just a matter of finding the, 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 the right uh, match of coach to client. Now, how do you go about finding coaches to join your team? Great question. So the, what I like to call the, 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 the great coaching network, uh, if such a thing exists, uh, we are individuals that meet each other through conferences, through word of mouth, through working with, working with each other. Um, and, and this is a, this is something that happens organically. Uh, one of the main things that I need, uh, in my firm are, are coaches that are, are, have the same mindset as far as the mindset for change and what is required for an individual to really establish change. And so the, the mindset component is very important. But once, once we figure out that, Hey, we are on the same page when it comes to personal development and what it takes for somebody to become better rounded for, for the long haul, for the rest of their lives, then, uh, then we talk about credentials. Then we talk about what, what are, what is the education and the experience level required? Now, what's the advantage for a coach to be part of your uh, Kairos Action Group as opposed to them just kind of battling on their own as an individual coach? Right. So, to me, I think looking at it from the outside, if if, if I was searching for employment uh, with a with a coaching firm, uh, I would say that my what I bring to the table is the fact that over the years I have developed my own methodology of personal development. That is proprietary. That is something that, that was, that was born over many years of working both as a military member and with civilian entities and individuals. And so a coach doesn't have to go out and try to get their own materials, get their own methodology, develop their own way of doing things. This is all laid out for us to do. And all that the coach has to do is apply their own style and their own personality and the, the tool sets that they bring from their experience and apply it. So it is basically ready to apply once individuals learn. Now for you, what's the most rewarding part of the job? Like onboarding a new coach or onboarding a new client? Oh, well, <laughs> you, you gave me two impossible options because to me the most rewarding part of the job is when, when, the, when the clients see results. Um, if we're talking about the onboarding uh, portion, well, uh, I think that all of us are team members, regardless of whether we are coaches or clients. Uh, once an individual signs up to to uh, become a client of our Kairos Action Group, they have become part of the team. We are invested in their success. Once somebody signs on as a coach, they are part of our team, and we are also invested in their success and the success of their clients. But to me, the most rewarding, the my favorite part of the job is to see results, to see, to, to hear those stories, uh, the, those, those light bulb moments that maybe changed the, the course of that person's life forever. And it, and it came from the seeds that were sown uh, by one of our conversations or, or exploratory um, sessions. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. Jorge Stone Payton here with Business Radio X. I've been listening into your conversation 
with uh, with Lee with great in- interest and intrigue. I have a question of you that I think will probably help me in my work, uh, but most certainly will be helpful for our listeners. How does the whole sales and marketing thing work for you and your coaches? And the reason I ask is it just seems like a very crowded um, marketplace out there. So I'm, I don't know, is the phone ringing for you guys or you have some methodology for getting out there and, and having conversations with potential clients or how does that whole thing work for you guys? All right. So, so that, that, that is a multi-part question, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the straight answer. The, the easiest answer for me is uh, no, for for me and my company, no, there's no specific strategy. And the reason for that is, um, you're right. There is, the, the market is crowded. There's a lot of people offering, you know, when you're talking about uh, self-help and personal development, well, you can buy however many books. You can talk to however many people. Uh, people usually have mentors, right, even though they're not certified coaches. So how do we make ourselves known and then wanted by the client or by the prospect? Uh, the answer here is simply usually by exposure and word of mouth. Right. So through LinkedIn, through different channels of individuals that have been involved with us, they have seen results and then they recommend us to somebody else. Uh, uh, sharing of our information. They see our website or they see uh, they see media that we have put out there. And then individuals who are interested, they call us. But the, the, the thing here, I think, that attracts individuals is that there's something about what we do and how we do it that resonates. Um, that, let's be honest. Not everybody is looking to be well-rounded. There are individuals <laughs> who care less about that, and, and and they want to be just. Hey, I want to be a good salesman. I don't. I don't care about doing the other stuff. I don't care about having a healthy body, and and that's fine. There is a niche for that. There are coaches for that. In our in our area, I think that we speak to the individuals who say, you know what? I don't know. I cannot put my finger on it yet. But I want to improve in every area possible. How do I do that? And, and since that's so broad but, but so attractive, then I think we resonate with that kind of individual. And then whenever they see us or whenever they hear about us, then they usually call to ask for, for ask more questions. Well, and, and I'm beginning to see some parallels. Um, I mean, I'm paid to think and talk this way, but if you're going to leverage media – um, you're probably going to be better off if you're part of like the Business Radio X network than if you're just, you know, Joe's radio show. I bet if I'm going to okay. be a, if I want to be a coach, I'm probably better off and I'm going to find it uh, a strategic advantage to be part of something like the like the Kairos um, group. Right. The, um, that's going to that's going to should give me some sort of advantage in the marketplace, I would think. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, and and. And the the idea here also is that when we're talking about the Kairos Action Group and the team itself, the idea here is that we we offer we offer the same methodology and the same basically proven time proven um, methods on on improvement, but it's also offering options to individuals. And I'm talking clients, right? You're not going to get a single type of coach. Uh, there are different coaches for different specific needs. There are, if there's a person that says, Hey, I want to become well-rounded, but I want my main focus to be on my health because I'm trying to lose a hundred pounds. Right. Okay. Then we have coaches for that. Hey, um, I, 
I I want to be well-rounded, but I want a, a specific area of focus to be education because I'm trying to get uh, to earn my PhD. All right, so we have something for that. So I think it is not, not just being part of a company or a team, but the fact that that also there is uh, the opportunity to become even niched even within that team and offer different personalities, different perspectives, and different focuses within the, the, the four domains of, of life. Well, I can tell you, when I put on my prospective coaching client hat, I find what you just described very compelling, that I can go to somewhere like your organization and know that there's consistent uh, – rigor, discipline, structure, methodology, and there are specialists within uh, those individual areas. So I would find that compelling as a potential client, I, I think. Now, let me ask you one other question before I give you back to Lee. <clears throat> and it's, it's we've been doing this uh, Coach the Coach series uh, for a couple of months now. And I'm, I'm getting uh, more and more open to the idea of um, engaging a coach for myself uh, which, you know, it's kind of a, that, you know, just that in and of itself is a little bit of personal growth. And I don't have the first clue about how to go about shopping for a coach, for lack of a better term. I, so my question is, what should I be looking for? What kind of questions should I be asking myself or maybe even the, the my, you know, this potential coach that I'm talking to? Are there, are there a set of questions or some things we should be looking for as someone who is getting ready to engage a coach certainly um and that is something that i wish that every prospective client would, would think about first right because the first thing that a coach is going to do is of course establish coachability is this person in a place in their life where they are coachable right because the question remember earlier i told you everybody's coachable but they have to make that decision they have to be in that moment in their life where they want they need to change right and so the first questions that I would ask as a client, right, to myself is, am I, am I prepared for change? Meaning, am I sick and tired enough, right? Is the pain point painful enough for me to put in the work as far as time commitment, financial commitment, to be able to do something about it? Because if the answer to that first question is no, or I'm not sure, or sure, uh, I think, then, then that individual more than likely is not ready. And a lot of the time will be spent with the coach trying to get that individual to get to a place where they want to change. I think if you're investing the time and money on a coach, you should have already made that decision. So, so that would be the first question. The next question would be is what hurts most? What, what, is, what is the area that I either have been trying to change, would like to change? What, what has seemed the most impossible for me in my life for improvement that I just don't think I can do it alone. And then that question is going to prompt that individual to then have some powerful insight into, okay, specifically, these are the things I want to, I, 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 I have wanted to become a better leader, but I haven't been an effective leader because I am not good at communication. Uh, I am an introvert. I would like to work in the area of communication. Okay. What specifically, what within that? All right, so communication, my written communication is better than my spoken one. I am good speaking to crowds of 10 people, but not of crowds of 100 people. And so those, those questions then are going to get very specific to the individual. By the time that you see a coach, 
um, you will basically have a good idea of what that coach – it's like taking your vehicle to a mechanic and saying, hey, it has uh, exactly this, this, and that wrong with it. The mechanic is still going to look at the whole vehicle, but they can already have a, a pretty good idea of what path to follow. So I am going to be better served if I've really put some thought into that, tried to do a little bit of self-reflection before I go into that conversation and then just kind of feel it out in the conversation with the coach and see, I, I suspect there's sort of even a coach that might be technically right on spot on. There's also probably a little bit of a, I don't know what you call it, personal chemistry you're looking for too as well, right? Yeah, indeed. And the personal chemistry is key. Um, you could have a highly seasoned, highly experienced, highly credentialed coach who is not a good match for a specific client. And then, and, and that needs to be honestly assessed from the beginning. And if that's the case, then then another coach can be assigned. And that's the ability that, that we have at Carol's Action Group is that, you know, it happens. Sometimes, like, hey, you know, it's not quite there. Not because, you know, they don't like each other as client and coach, but maybe that there's there's some – uh, hidden beliefs or some some there's a chemistry that is missing where an individual might not feel uh, completely open to share information uh, because the coach and client relationship is a very personal one in nature. So at that point we can say, okay, let's let's try somebody else. Let's try a different approach. And so so definitely the the chemistry portion of it is is uh, key, I think, in uh, in the success of a coaching experience. Now, Jorge, um, when you transitioned from the military into uh, civilian life, did you at that point decide, Hey, I'm going to go all in on this coaching and then I'm going to get some sort of certification. Or did you just say, you know what? I've learned enough through the military. I can build this methodology on my own without any kind of structure for one of okay. those. Uh, good. So, right. So, this is the thing. Uh, I think that coaching is a calling, right? So uh, there's others might, might disagree with me. They, they might just see it as a job or something that you learn or go to school for or whatever. Co coaching to me is a calling. So throughout my life, uh, throughout my military service, um, it, it has been something that, that I have been preparing for. So over the years, the education that I acquired, the certifications that I acquired, this is not something that I just decided one day, hey, uh, I'm done with this career, with this job, I'm going to move on to this next thing. But it has been more of a, of an organic growth of a, of a passion, really, that I have had since I was a child, but I never knew what to name it. I didn't know what to you know, people would, would tell me, would give me feedback over the years. Hey, you know, this is something that, this is something that you would be good at, but I'd never heard the word coach, right? So, so there were many different things that happened throughout the, the, the course of, of the years that brought me to, to, to this place. So, no, um, I think that if we're going to talk about transitioning careers, right, if a veteran came up to me and said, hey, um, my career is ending, I want to be a coach. I, I, I would caution that individual to think what have they done throughout their career that it has steered them in the direction of being a coach. By, by that moment, uh, when a career is about to transition, it should be a smooth transition. It should just be doing what we love and what we have a passion for, but on a full-time basis, let's put it that way. 
Now, over the years in your work, uh, do you have any, can you share maybe an interesting or, uh, moment where you made a great impact on somebody? I mean, obviously don't name their name specifically, but maybe talk about the before and after. Right. Most definitely. So I, um, I had, I worked with this, uh, freelancer. Uh, this individual is an artist and uh, artists in many different ways. So a musician, uh, both a a singer songwriter, but also an author. Now this individual's specific passion was in writing. However, they had only written for themselves. They had never gotten published. Uh, They had published, they, they, they had sold records, right? Their music could be streamed online. Uh, and could be bought at stores if, if necessary, but they, they had never uh, pursued their true passion, which uh, that individual told me was always writing. Well, after after much struggling, after much uh, coaching and getting through, navigating those waters of limiting beliefs and limiting factors and what, what are some areas in life that we're not looking at that maybe are impeding this, uh, this achievement or this growth. Uh, long story short, this individual uh, published uh, their first book, um, which was a success. And I'm not going to say uh, number one New York Times bestseller, but definitely a success in the sense that that it, it, it got more it, it, it got more traction than, the, than what the individual expected, and released another uh, studio album. So was able to do a lot more with the same amount of time that they had before and achieving in areas that they were not able to prior to that. And they still sing the praises to this day. Um, and that's one of just many success stories, but specifically to the individual, how they were able to turn their talents and their, their dreams and beliefs into, into something that they didn't think that they were going to be able to do. Now, what is a reasonable amount of time a person, if they just start working with a coach, what's a reasonable amount of time to see some kind of signs that this is working? Outstanding question. So results, right? What, what, when can I start seeing results? It's like when we hire a personal trainer at the gym, right? What, when can I start seeing my six pack, right? So, so that, that is very important. And that is all going to depend on the, on the breadth, the depth and breadth of the scope of what the individual is trying to do, right? So there, there are, once we do an, an, an initial assessment, we kind of figure out, okay, what is the minimum amount of time that this individual will have to work on this area? Now I can tell you this, I, myself and my coaches, we don't work with anybody for less than three months because of the fact that it, it, even, even working a full three months, that, that period of time begins to, to, to get into the depths of what the individual actually needs to be doing. So some changes will happen, but but the, the, those changes are, are superficial in the sense that those are things that can be readily done, easily done. The individuals willing and able, and they're aware. Um, if we're talking about uh, deeper stuff, uh, deep change, life-changing uh, moments, uh, things that take time, I would say uh, at least a year. A person should allow themselves a full year, right, where a lot of things happen during the year, right, from the superficial, physical stuff as far as uh, the, the seasons of the year, uh, the both financial and the the, the physical the, the 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 seasons of the year as far as uh, winter and summer you know, all those things that happen that change a person's day to day 
they should allow themselves to, to, to see themselves succeeding and improving uh, throughout a full year so that they can truly see what is possible. After a year, I think is when people can say, okay, these are my results. These results have been deep and have been life-changing uh, because they have been sustained. So I've been able to sustain that performance for more than a few months. Uh, but also they, they, that at the year mark, it starts uncovering even bigger stuff that if, if the individual really wants to, to dive into that, um, there's a lot more coming after that year mark hits. Good stuff, Jorge. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for the advice you've shared today. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more and have a more substantive conversation, what's the best way to get a hold of your team? Yes. So um, you can uh, visit if you get a little bit of a preview uh, as to what our methodology is and what, what the, the different domains are that we work on. You can go to carosactiongroup.com. Uh, that is our website where you can get a little bit of a, of a preview. And then if you want to uh, get directly in touch with our offices, uh, our, our phone number is area code 210-570-2354. And you will be more than likely, you will probably be speaking directly to me. I, I like to take those calls uh, firsthand, but uh, you will be speaking with somebody uh, who can probably set up a, an initial phone call so that we can see if we're going to be a good fit. Good stuff, Jorge. And that's Kairos Action Group with a K, K-A-I-R-O-S, actiongroup.com. Once again, Jorge, right. thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. You have a good day. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 